0: Hi, and welcome back to the TLC podcast. I'm Natalie Byrne. And I'm Venus Libido. Today we have some amazing guests. Yeah. We have Tara and Megan from the Slice Hi. podcast. Hi. Hi guys. So Hi. Um, so great to have you here. I'm so excited to chat to you over Zoom. Still in lockdown, um, still doing Zooms. We're
1: so excited and honoured to be here. Oh.
0: Um, Could you each tell us a little bit about yourselves? Maybe we could start with Tara and then go with to Megan.
1: Yeah, so my name's Tara. I go by Tara Starlet on Instagram because I used to have a vintage-inspired women's wear brand called Tara Starlet, which I closed a few years ago. Um, And now I work in... I work for a women's health app called Moody Month which helps you to connect with your um, menstrual cycle and understand the different hormonal fluctuations that are happening throughout the month and how you can tailor certain lifestyle aspects around that to really optimize your health and get the most out of your energy manage stress and sleep and metabolism and things like that um, and I'm head of community there so I I do that freelance I'm really really passionate about building meaningful communities around brands that are doing good work. Um, And then, of course, I co-host The Slice podcast with Megan, which is a morning motivation podcast that focuses on um, positive routines and just helps you get going in the morning.
2: Fantastic.
3: Um, And then, hello, everyone. So excited to be here. My name is Megan Morass. So, as Tara says, I am the co-host of The Slice. Uh, season three just kicked off. Sorry, plugging Uh-oh. away. What can you do? <laughs> um, but my day job is I um, founded and run a communications agency called Full Fat. Um, we work with hundreds of clients in the live experience and large scale events sector, which is really fun during this time. Um, we've got an amazing. <laughs> we've got an amazing um, twenty-five plus team. Um, yeah, I've been an entrepreneur now for eight and a half years, and I have, you know, learned all the hard ways of growing and scaling a business, and um, I'm currently working on a book about entrepreneurship and mental health, and how to marry the two, um, so that's me, yes.
0: Oh my god, I'm so excited for that book. That's yeah. just what I we all need right now. Um, oh, that's amazing! I feel like you both have so much experience, and um, we're really excited to chat to you today.
2: Yeah, You're I am getting old. So exciting! <laughs> like you guys are both doing such exciting things, or have done exciting things. Um, I feel like we could learn a lot from you guys. This, this is going to be fun. Oh, um, that's nice! Yay! So well, we feel t- the same. Oh good. <laughs> well in terms, of your, in terms of your podcast, like, what made you both come together and want to start it?
1: Um, Shall I go Megs? I go. kind of approached Megan. I knew that she was going to be such an asset to what I really wanted to um, deliver but mm. the, the concept really came from a place where I was struggling to get uh, motivated in the morning and um, I'd just been through a period of um, being really unwell, and um, had to close my business and take time out of working, and um, like completely just strip my life back to just be about recovering from from the illness I had, which was ME at the time. And um, then, as I started to get back into working, I was freelancing and working from home a lot, and um, my my condition you know still has i still experience a lot of the symptoms which are to do with fatigue and low energy um and chronic pain and and it can affect um anxiety and and affects a lot of things cognitive function so i knew that um as important as managing the like kind of nutrition and lifestyle side of things i really also needed um to to build something positive around uh getting really um making sure that I was in the best possible place to be able to get what I could out of any given day and um I was especially finding my mornings I got into a habit of which I still have and we I speak about it openly um of watching telly in the morning while I was having my breakfast and I I knew and I know that it's not the most productive way for me to start my day Um, and sometimes I will listen to a podcast instead or watch something on YouTube that's essentially like a podcast but recorded version and on the days when I do that I have like a much more positive start to my day so I and I couldn't find something that that was going to deliver the podcast i was finding were like an hour long or something i wanted something that was going to be like a segment on lorraine or loose women or something but that was made for young women like me who are like creatives or freelancers or you know entrepreneurial or whatever that was going to be addressing those kind of issues in a way where you get like this bite-sized snapshot of um and real like helpful tips and advice and a little bit of uplifting conversation for just enough time to eat your breakfast basically. And then you can get on with your day. And um, that was the concept. We wanted to make sure that it was like these little segments that you could kind of dip in and out of as well. So if you're listening to it on your commute or in the shower that you, that you wouldn't feel like you'd committed to like this long episode. Yeah.
3: And also Tara and I prior to running the slice also had a little business called power diva and um, power oh. diva was all about connecting female creatives and female entrepreneurs. Um, I'm giving them motivation and telling them real stories about, you know, the reality of entrepreneurship, the reality of freelancing, the reality of being creative and pushing forward with your ideas constantly and really providing a group of support. Um, we created little power packs that we used to send through the post to people. It was really, really great. But as um, my business accelerated and Tara, as she mentioned, um, you know, really struggled with ME, Um, it just didn't, it wasn't the right time really for Power Diva. And then uh, when Tara approached me about the slice, it just felt like the perfect opportunity. And as she said, It was something that I really needed as well. You know, morning routine, it sets me off for my day. And if it's not a positive one, then I hate to admit it, but it does take me down a negative spiral. So uh, it's been so enlightening and um, informative running the slice. We've got to meet some amazing people that have really opened our minds in terms of positive routines and, you know, really... um, shone a light on the different ways that people motivate themselves which I think wasn't there before so yeah really enjoying it
0: oh that's that was great you know I think it's so interesting to hear like the the story to the lead up to like the idea um and how like two people like come together and um I was actually listening back to some some old episodes of of yours in preparation for this and Um, I think you met, you guys mentioned that you met at university, so um, yeah, I don't know, it's just, it's just so interesting for me to like hear your your journey, Um, and yeah, morning routines are so important for me, Um, but I know that there's a lot of people who don't necessarily have one, or you know, with the state of how things are right now, everyone's routine has kind of changed, um, and I've seen that there's a lot of discussion around um, like routines in general during quarantine. And um, I wanted to ask what you both thought about why during this time where there's so much talk about routines now. Megan, right. you can go first. You've got yeah, your okay. hand up. <laughs> i like, put
3: my hand up. Not a weirdo. Sorry. No, I love
0: it. <laughs> I always do it. I'm always here for the Hermione move.
3: <laughs> yeah, like, um, Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of conversation about routines at the moment because everyone's routine that they're used to, whether that be commuting, getting up, going into an office, has dropped. So it's the first time really that they've ever had to proactively create their routine that hasn't been defined by their work time. Um, And obviously this is something that freelancers or entrepreneurs or self-employed people or creatives have been doing for a huge forever, but it's not something that, you know, a nine to five worker has been experiencing. So I, as you know, that is the mass populace. That is the conversation that you often see in, in newspapers and media. So it's taken a shift because everybody is having to build their own routines and there's an amazing opportunity, I think, in this whole situation. I mean, I know that it's it's a global pandemic and it's, it's really a challenge. Um, however, there is a massive opportunity, I think, for the world, the nation globally to slow down and take a moment to just reflect on what works for them and their routines rather than pushing forward in what is understood the norm. You know, certainly with my business, we're now – thinking do we even need an office do we need to do nine to five you know does does all these systems that have been put in place by years and years of archaic um kind of decision making yeah you know do we need that anymore well perhaps Mm. we don't need that anymore so i think that routines are definitely at the forefront for that and also i think that people are enjoying having ownership of their time a little bit more you know and that's what a routine is it doesn't have to be in the morning it doesn't have to be in the afternoon it could be in the evening it could be you know once a week it's just something that enables you to get back into your positive headspace um so yeah hope that answers the question
0: yeah what do you think tara or do you um do you have anything else on on why routines are becoming a hot topic right now
3: yeah
1: well i mean I think. I think Megan's covered most of it. It's definitely obviously the fact that um, these kind of like uh, pillars and anchors within pe- people's day, like going having to leave for work by a certain time and getting home by a certain time or, um, you know, going to the gym or going to, you know, whatever else it might be that's based on a business that's now closed. Um, it, it, having those things stripped away, um, I think is yeah it it it, it leaves it, it leaves like a gaping hole to be filled by um, routines and it seems like um everybody's uh sort of seems to be having kind of seeing it as like this opportunity to um you know achieve new goals learn new skills uh, create new habits and things like that um, which I think is lovely. I think it's lovely to try and see the positive in such a challenging situation. Um, I think that that it can go to the extreme of feeling like there's some kind of pressure to, um, that if you don't come out of lockdown as like a new woman, then you've wasted the time or something like that. So I would just, you know, remind everybody that, you know, all we have to do in this pandemic is survive and um if you know if if creating new positive routines is going to help you to do that um then then go for it but it's not about like reaching a new goal weight or you know trying to come come out of it like more employable than you were when you went in or whatever um but but i think taking the time to like reassess with um really clear eyes is always going to be a helpful thing and I think because the the current circumstances are just like so unfathomable like something from a movie that nobody would have believed you was going to happen if you'd said it you know a few weeks ago um it's also like there's something about that um impossibility becoming possible that I think can bring a, a real sense of um optimism with like well i didn't think this could happen so why wouldn't i be
3: able to <laughs> completely like redesign my life i literally said that sentence today on a call i was like well i didn't know about covid so who knows i might just <laughs> yeah throat, right.
2: yeah i think it's really interesting to um look at the way that although like you said like people have lost routine we've also a lot of people have gained some form of routine yeah um you know the way that we all are kind of looking at this is I guess we have to stay positive in such a difficult uncertain time and you know I I did I never really had a routine but this has kind of taught me to create one because now I'm having to adjust my life um to different kind of circumstances and being around people more um in my house and like that routine changing and the way you're communicating with everyone is so different so even that routine changes um but it's been really fun to watch people adapt to having to isolate themselves but also try to stay connected um and I just think that there's, I think there's a lot of good to come from this as much as obviously it is a terrible terrible thing that's happening but I think if we if we are staying positive and looking at the positives there is gonna hopefully be lots of great change in terms of like what you were saying Megan about do people really need offices and do people really need to be commuting as much um I know I just hope like this is my outlook on it I just hope that as soon as lockdowns over people don't just go back to their old routines and people Mm. change their routines for the better Mm. um because I feel like that's what a lot of people are doing in terms of being more active and um you know trying to talk to people more because they are feeling so lonely but I hope we all don't just go back to how it was before yeah like it's
1: always been a big problem loneliness for old people and like Checking in, you know, like young adults especially, are not always the best at like calling our moms or yeah. calling our grannies, yeah. and like everyone's making the effort to do that now. Yeah. And I think that um if yeah, like if, if everyone went back to like <laughs> not giving a shit about their nan. <laughs> That would be a bit sad. Know, <laughs> Nans will be like, like, "I miss Corona.
3: <laughs> Everyone cared about me." <laughs> I also think that, like, it it there is part of it that um, falls on the employer. Like, yeah. you know, the em- employees or whoever has got to push their employer to give them time to do those things that quite clearly a a positive changes in their routine like Mm. getting outside or having a bit more time to exercise or having a bit more time to call their man um and I think not having to commute yeah
1: Mm.
0: exactly even just that
1: like that's two hours of the day that people were used to just spending in like the most horrible cramped
2: (laughs) disgusting
1: environments Mm
2: this is yes. the thing though isn't it and you know with everybody would agree with this is that the routine we had before was so constricting to us being able to enjoy our lives whether it was because of the long working hours and the commute and not having enough time in the evenings to do all the things you want to do um it's just you can just really see how much of an impact this is going to be on everyone's mental men- everyone's mental health um absolutely I, I think yeah. that also something that I'm hoping
3: will change is that people will stop, um, validating the term busy. Yes.
2: Because it means yeah.
3: jack shit. And i really hope, sorry for swearing. I really hope that, you know, when I start asking people how they are, they stop saying I'm really busy and they start saying I'm really good. I had a walk today. I yeah. had time with my children. I, do you know what I mean? I think, I'm hoping that this has been a sharp shock of looking at the hamster wheel that we were actually on yeah. and thinking about how crazy it is and how yeah. that capitalist format has really created a very unhealthy environment for humans to survive because we're not able to fix climate change or the environmental issues we're all suffering with mental health challenges because of stress and this has been a, the rug has been pulled from underneath us. So I hope we don't try and replace it straight away. Exactly to your point. So mm. do you
2: think having a lack of um, routine doesn't impa- impact your mental health?
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think a, a routine doesn't have to be a routine that, you know, Tara and I talk a lot about this on the slice. I personally read a huge amount of entrepreneurship books because I'm in that area and I am so bored of them being like, yeah, I get up four and I take Twitter and I check my email and I'm like, and I'm like, that is so unhealthy. Can you stop communicating that to people? Because what you're communicating is that you are you are defined by your profession, you're defined by your job role and it is essentially the whole of your life. And that's not very healthy as I think this whole situation has chosen, but I, as I has highlighted. But I do think, even the routine that you mentioned Venus i.e you don't normally have a routine that is a routine you know that um uh, uh kind of um routine of chaos it may not be chaos but that that ability to kind of do lots of different things and not be um uh, confined, confined by a routine yeah is a routine and that might be the right routine for your mental health so I I, you know it's not humans feel naturally comforted in situations that they know and understand and have been in before they don't it's not challenging for them so having a routine that enables you to feel uh, comforted um and feel safe that does definitely help your mental health
2: so do you think that saying that then do you think um we should be challenging our routines to come out of our comfort zone
3: Yeah, I think in certain areas, definitely that's helped me. Um, I think that, you know, when I gave a talk recently about um, an entrepreneur's mindset, and actually this came up in our last uh, podcast that we did with this amazing woman called Bonnie Parsons, all about confidence. Mm -hmm. And she was talking about how confidence is a choice. And I totally agree with that. But I think in order to make that choice, you have to have quite solid foundations and you have to believe in yourself to a certain extent, not necessarily that you are going to succeed at that choice or whatever you decide to do, but you need to have foundations that you know you can come back to and will support you. And that's where the routine comes in. Those positive routines and foundations that enable you to get back to a really healthy mindset after stepping outside and being brave.
0: Yeah i love that. Um, I'd, lo- I'd love to um, like return back to something that, that Tara said as well um, about um, having ME and um, I'm just thinking that you know there might be some people listening that maybe haven't heard of that before and one of my um, school friends that I grew up with at a really young age actually um, had that for a couple of years and I'd love you to, talk, to go in depth how that experience was for you and um yeah what things what that journey was like for you. Yeah well um it sucked ass <laughs> <laughs> um, is that That's it, it? yeah <laughs> but
1: to, just to elaborate um yeah so I I what happened is um so Emmy is a really it's a really complicated illness. And it's often really, really simplified, which is frustrating, but also makes sense because it's so complicated to explain in full. Um, it's not that well understood or researched either. Um, there's not a lot of funding. It's something like £50 pounds per head of NHS funding goes into ME, as in per head of ME patients. Um, so there's, yeah, there, because it's like... Uh, it's not, you know, a, a, an acute illness uh, with immediate death associated with it. I I guess that's why it it, it kind of gets shunned down the list, and it's probably very very complicated to um, do the research that's required. But so a lot of a lot of the kind of what I'm going to say now is like a mix of um, informed theories and speculation but a lot of people think that it is or recognize it as being partly psychosomatic and that what that means is that it can be triggered and um as in it can be it can be brought on uh and worsened during times of emotional suffering um but that it takes something uh very physical to create it in the first place. So what happened for me is my mum died um, and then I inherited our what was a shared business, became the sole director of the business um, and was running that on my own with grief um, for a year. And then I got a really, really, really bad viral infection, a flu, a uh, really bad flu, and literally never got better. For six years or something oh, yeah. yeah so it was like and it takes a long time to diagnose because after the flu if you're exhausted and wiped out which is what the the symptoms are at the beginning they just say it's post-viral fatigue and they will say that to you until you've had it for like over three to six months and then nothing needs to really change in your symptoms. It's just how, what length of time you've had it for. If you haven't come out the other side of it, they stop calling it post-viral fatigue and they start calling it chronic fatigue syndrome or ME. Um, now, patients tend to hate it being called chronic fatigue syndrome because it sounds like you're saying you're just really tired all the time. And um, my, ME, which stands for myalgic encephalomyelitis, which is why it gets abbreviated, um, <laughs> Uh, in Latin means um, muscle pain and inflammation of the brain and spinal cord. And that is much more accurate in describing what the experience is of having ME, which is a chronic pain in um, your muscles and joints. And um, then this inflammation that happens in your brain, which affects your cogn- cognitive function. Um, and um, your nervous system and then also the fatigue is on a cellular level so there is a problem with the mitochondria in your cells which are not turning over energy fast enough so you literally every cell in your body is is low energy it's not just being sleepy sometimes it's really really common with me to have um insomnia anxiety and you know these these conditions that are associated with Um, having too much energy uh, because of the way that the nervous system is impacted so but things that things that you tend to get is like breathlessness um, you get problems with your vision problems with your hearing problems with your digestion problems with your like literally every cell in your body is just malfunctioning basically and it's horrendous and then because it typically starts with these extreme periods that are exhaustion the first kind of six months to a year you're just exhausted um the body degenerates so your muscles become weak um you know your fitness levels become weak and so then everything's more difficult and you're basically um on less battery power than everyone else so it's hard work and, um, you know, it, they, they say it's a lifelong incurable condition. I only work three days a week and, uh, you know, I have the flexibility to work from home and things like that. And so I say willy nilly that I'm cured. <laughs> but actually, if I had to work nine to five in an office five days a week, I'd probably be well aware that I've still got ME. Mm. So it's just about adapting your lifestyle around. Well, that's what worked for me. It was... First of all, I, I overhauled my diet. I became a total geek about microbiome and um, your like, gut health and everything, all the cellular activity in your body and how you can support that through lifestyle choices and, and nutrition. Um, and then, and then I, you know, I, I changed my life and the way I work and relationships and everything to just like, k- take the stress out of my life. so there, sorry, I went, I went right in. No, that was,
0: that was great, I, I feel like, well because you, your history and your background was that you were a dancer as well before that, weren't you?
1: Yeah, so losing that physical ability in your body is like, I'm sure it's a horrendous challenge for anyone and everyone, but having been someone who had grown up um, with a really fit, strong body that could do what I wanted it to do and um, you know, achieve praise and and, you know, perform and and all these things, for it to to feel like it's given up on you, um, and and to completely lose the ability to do those things that bring you so much joy is like just such a devastating experience.
2: Yeah. I'm so sorry I had to go through that or I'm kind of still art some aspects it's not I feel for you I'm kind of went through a similar thing growing up I was very physically fit I did figure skating and then I found out I had something wrong with the bones in my back and I had to give it all up and growing up just getting worse and worse and not getting diagnosed till I was in my 20s and then finding out I had endometriosis and Just having to change my entire career, my entire routine to fit around the fact that my body was failing me, Mm. just literally tore me apart and my mental health just went downhill so rapidly. Um, But it's, I I can understand your frustration and, you know, it's it's horrible when you're changing your routine because it's not something, because you don't want to change it, but because you're having to change it to, to physically make yourself better. Yes
1: but one thing you'll learn about me is that I'm such a every cloud has a silver lining kind of person and I know for a fact if I hadn't got sick I would have carried on with unhealthy habits yeah um you know and I'd still be having this like like workaholic overachiever personality approach to my work um and I would still be you know probably like boozing and like just, I just know that my lifestyle wouldn't be what it is now and that the benefits that I have from the changes that I've made to my life stretch far beyond just the ME being under control. Yeah,
2: mm. yeah, no, that, that was really, really powerful.
3: And I have to say that is a really like valid point in terms of... <sighs> Yeah, I totally agree with you Venus it's really like it's very frustrating when your ph- your body physically changes so mm. you have to change your routine um an experience that I had was that my head changed I love I had really severe depression for like two and a half years but it I couldn't understand because my body wasn't I yeah. could my body wasn't working but because it was a mental illness I kept pushing and I didn't give it the validation that it should have had because um, my body wasn't physically, it, it, it got to the point where it was and actually it just wasn't working in any way. But because it was a mental health problem, I find people always kind of do this with mental health. They don't validate it in the same way as physical health. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish that, well, I don't wish actually, I'm very happy that I'm still alive, but um, in a way it would have been better if that had manifested as a rash. Or something? Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. so that I could validate it. And um, Tara and I have spoken about this briefly before. That you know, Tara is exceedingly eloquent and gave a really amazing overview of Emmy there. But how frustrating it is that people can't see the illness. Yeah. And you know, therefore, for some reason, they just don't. They don't. I think it's getting better. But they don't mm. validate it in the way that it should be validated. Yeah. Um, so it takes a huge, a lot of, br- a huge amount of bravery um, and kudos to UT for doing this to actually say, "No, oh, this is what I have, and this is a fucking illness, and I will change my life uh, to make myself and my routines to support myself."
1: Mm. And it, it's the case with any um, invisible illness and invisible disability, and. Venus, you mentioned you've got endometriosis and it has a lot of the same stigmas attached where, like, because people can't see the pain, mm. then they just don't, um, you know, they don't recognise it. And same with mental health. Yeah. And a visible so... illness is a real, like, it's... it's and I mean, can't really blame people, but it's obviously just hard to get your head around.
0: I feel mm. like it's a lot of... I mean, it, I think it's getting better because... The more we talk about it, the more experiences that are shared, being shared, um,
2: yeah.
0: the more the yeah, others feel... meanings
1: become attached to if someone says, I've got endometriosis and you've spoken to a friend who's explained the pain that's involved with it and explained you know, that they have to take opiate-based painkillers every month just to be able to go to work normally mm. or that they have to take two days off every month out of their paid leave um yeah. you know like and, and you, having those hearing people's stories then when someone else says oh I've got endometriosis you go oh that has meaning for me and I, can, yeah. I know that that's a struggle rather than just like never heard of that before okay let's change <laughs> <judge> the subject <laughs>
0: oh you know because we well I guess we can't relate to things like words we've never really heard of and um I think that's why we love like having these conversations It's so funny. Like as everyone was speaking, you know, Megan from like the busy, the talking about busyness. Like that's definitely something I'm like struggling with Um, even more during lockdown. I'm like, don't push yourself because you have more time. Like in I'm like quotes time, and that's something that I'm like really struggling with. And then Tara with like, you know, these these. I think it's all coming back to how. We talked at the beginning about how, like, you know, if we can create jobs that aren't in offices, it's going to mean that more people with, you know, endo or ME or disabilities can, like, be part of, I guess, accepted in the, in the workplace. And, yeah. um, and parents. It's something yeah. that
1: single mums have been campaigning for for years and years and years. And the conversation at this time is really popping off um, on a lot of people who I follow on social media who are like real activists in that space uh, um, and have been like advocating for flexi, flexi work for so long um, for single mums. Yeah. and it's now this whole thing has shown that it is possible like and it and it's not just possible like it's productive and effective it's way
3: more productive way more and productive. also so much better for your mental health in my in my personal experience yeah I just want to yeah. share this with you Natalie because um it really helped me because I I've been going through this kind of like um should we be pitching 24-7 and getting more business and like using this as an opportunity and pivot 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 <laughs> oh god pivot. um, <laughs> um <laughs> classic it's i'm awful to work with uh so i'm sorry <laughs> those people that do. um anyway someone said to me this really amazing quote which was you've got to put the brakes on to get around the corner and I put it on a post-it and it's in front of Ooh, me. Oh, that just gave me
2: goosebumps. That gave mm. me
0: goosebumps. Yeah, that <laughs> shot through me. It's so
3: true though, isn't it? And I do feel as though this situation is the putting the brakes on. It's an enforced brakes, but I think it will hopefully get us the corner. definitely a blind a corner, manner. that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh I want to be tooting the horn, flashing the lights, <laughs> going right down, going around that corner. Full <laughs> beam. <laughs> God, for those of you that don't drive who are listening to this, sorry I don't, I drive. don't drive, I still, I still oh, understood okay. it
1: i made okay. the joke and I don't drive
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, just a bunch okay. of Londoners here let me say drive. drive yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: but that really helped me, I was like you know what whatever, God, Spirit the world, the universe has given us an opportunity to put the bloody brakes on let's take it And I think that I need to take that mantra into my life. You know, if I've got 10 minutes, take the 10 minutes. If I've got Mm. a couple of hours before another meeting, I'm going to take it because the meeting will go better. So yeah, yeah, I think it was really useful that quote. Yeah. I love that.
2: So um, what advice would you give to someone who has never built a morning routine before? Doesn't think they have a routine like me clearly. Mm. Um, and, like, what would you, what would be one thing you'd recommend to someone to try?
1: I would and... say start with one thing. So don't feel like you have to make, a, you know, like an itinerary for, for your whole morning. Yeah. Like just start with one thing. Think of, um, uh, there's this a brilliant exercise that you can do any, anytime, anywhere, where you just write on a piece of paper all the things. That make you happy, that make you feel good, make you feel confident, whatever it is, especially if there's something in particular that you're really struggling with, like if you're struggling with imposter syndrome at work or low low self-esteem or low body image or something like that, then do specifically those things. What makes me feel confident? What makes me feel competent and put all those things down and then find one that you can do every morning and just put it before breakfast, after breakfast, whatever you want in the shower, whenever suits you and, and start there. And, and, and I think when you, once, once you've done that, you know, they say it takes 21 days to build a habit. Once you've done that every day for 21 days, it will become second nature. And then you can start adding something else in the mix. And I I've got in my head, I think I know what Megan's gonna say. So I'll leave that and then let <laughs> Megan give her answer in case I. case I, I Do you? that's up. so
3: exciting. I wonder what you think I'm gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna say um the first thing if you don't have any routine at all and you would like to um start with one thing, then my suggestion would be to slow down in the morning. I um, was right um
1: i'm a huge because that would be my second piece of advice i was like i'm not gonna say it because i know megan's gonna say it (laughs) (laughs) um
3: yeah you know i i am a fast-moving human uh tara knows this i'm constantly like what can we do next where can we go what can we do how can we make it bigger and um that means that usually I spend a 16 hour day thinking about quite honestly how to make money and that is really stressful so in order to kind of overcome that I decided that I was going to introduce a slow morning and over the last three years, my slow mornings have become exceedingly slow, which is great. Um, but they started off by just allowing myself an extra 10 minutes in the morning without anything. So I would just set my alarm 10 minutes earlier and I wouldn't even get out of bed. I'd just wake up a little bit slower. I wouldn't reach for my phone. I wouldn't do anything. I would just allow myself to look out the window, roll around a bit stretch and almost immediately after doing that my days started to get a little bit more positive and then I started introducing things like um, having a coffee in bed for half an hour or having a snuggle with my cat or then I even introduced a bath in the morning which was intense but good I really enjoyed it. It's such a luxe
1: way to start the day. Yeah. Oh. I've been so like
3: Meg. <laughs> spark oils. Yeah, I'm ready for the conference call. Let's go. Um it got a bit intrusive because I'd had to I would actually have to answer FaceTimes one of my family in the bath and it didn't work out. Um, but <laughs> but um, my morning is now two and a half hours before I leave the house. And I know that sounds a lot as in I <sighs> I'm one of those people that I can't get out of bed for the first half an hour. I have to snooze about a thousand times and then when I get up, I'm okay. Um, But now I wake up at seven and I leave at nine if I need to leave. Um, But those two hours are my hours. No one gets to interrupt me with them. No one gets to call me. I do all the stuff that I enjoy. I do yoga. I do meditation. Sometimes I even plant something. It's my time. And that, really has been the most positive routine i've ever introduced in my life yeah i I would agree i had
1: the same experience with um when i started going back into office work um and i had to do like megan says that a two-hour morning routine um and i'm such an advocate of it especially if anyone has for me i have to do it um, to to manage my ME as well, because if you're rushing, rushing for the train, sweating, your adrenaline's going, your heart rate's up, like, it's just not good, it's just such an unhealthy way to start the day, if you've got any kind of mental or physical condition that's exacerbated by stress, it's just, like, the worst way to start your day, you're gonna, you know, your inflammation's gonna start, and it's just, like, it's just horrible so yeah I do the same I like to have two hours if I'm if I'm going into the office or if I've got a somewhere to be and you just take your time with it
2: Mm. that's great advice yeah definitely gonna start doing that
0: I've (laughs) been been recently doing um, taking it slower and having like my coffee in bed, looking out the window, not doing anything. I'm like really in, in, been enjoying taking it slow because I was doing morning pages and I'm still doing it now, but I was finding that my morning pages were literally me talking about work. I was like, this is my to do list and this is what I'm going to do. Blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, in my morning pages, like, why do I always think about work all the time? I wish I wasn't like thinking about work. <laughs> so I realized like I had to really um, just try and not do that. and. Um, yeah it's been um definitely a challenge looking after my mental health in in quarantine um and my routine has definitely been i i've been relying on my routine now more more than ever to feel grounded and and um keep some some sort of like um i don't know i think i really love having systems in my life um and i've I, got one last question that we wanted to ask you which was on that which is how are you taking care of your mental health in quarantine
3: um actually just before we move on to that um yeah. uh, just on your point i think i love systems oh my god give me a google spreadsheet it turns me on um i just like to know where i'm going but something that's really helped me kind of let go of that a little bit is to make a kind of resolution to introduce a routine to do one thing a day that doesn't have a purpose
0: yeah (laughs) oh I need to do that yeah it's so (laughs) hard it's so hard that's my whole life
3: (laughs) (laughs) I know it sounds crazy but it's it's no
0: that I
3: need (laughs) we're obsessed with doing we are obsessed with doing And we're obsessed with doing things that are bettering us, upskilling us, creating more work, getting in touch with someone, making more money, becoming more admired, becoming more uh, uh, respected, posting on Instagram, like it's all based on, um, you know, propelling you forward. So I've started doing one thing a day that does not have a purpose. And my God, it's hard to find at the beginning can I ask you
0: what what you do that that has no purpose
3: yeah yeah um masturbation is a big one
0: (laughs)
1: I
3: think that is full of purpose (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's interesting because I I previously didn't give it any purpose so it just got Mm. lobbed off I never did it I was like well I'm not trying to have a baby so I don't need to like I don't know work out my vagina muscle I like have (laughs) limited time so this is self-pleasure this is not for mm. anyone else but me therefore what's the point i didn't make the connection of like it makes you more creative and your brain works better and blah 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 blah, blah. um but yeah so i'll masturbate is pleasure is a purpose but i bet you natalie doesn't always do things for pleasure
0: i'm just uh, I, <laughs> I, 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 like i do that when because I know it will make me more creative because I know I'll be more focused like that's how bad is that that's really bad
3: <laughs> no it's, not, <laughs> bad. On it's that. not bad it's just like you know it's it's hard to find like for example um, I made a cake the other day and I'm gluten intolerant and allergic to refined sugar so there is literally no purpose to me <laughs> making a cake like it's a problem Jeez. but I really enjoyed the process of making yes it. Yeah. that kind of thing do you know what no, I mean I that's yeah recreational yeah recreational yeah exactly that anyway sorry back to your question
1: i'll (laughs) allow you wanking as a recreational activity
3: (laughs) well thank you miss
2: scarlet how how are you guys dealing with and taking care of your mental health oh yeah that was the question i've I've got a list
3: of things oh you go
1: Oh, no, I haven't got a list. I was just going to reel off the top of my head on the fly. Um, I have been doing uh, like journaling and meditation in the morning, which has been really, really good for me. Um, and I am actually pregnant with twins. Congrats! thank you
0: I know what a life achievement I'm very pleased with myself oh congratulations (laughs) I didn't know did you announce that anywhere online it's on my
1: Instagram you mustn't be paying close attention babe I did do (laughs) it on the morning of April 1st Um. so I had a kind of double (laughs) bluff element to it (laughs) I was a bit nervous about going public so I was like if I do it this morning people think it's an April
0: Fool's joke (laughs) 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 <laughs> and that's the um, classic April Fool's joke as well
1: exactly so I was just like hey, hey. it was like three comments of people being like it's April Fool's," and then everyone else was like
2: oh my god congratulations now, Natalie you did that to me on April Fool's. Shit. yeah <laughs> but... I did I was
0: like I, I tried like I had only just gotten my appendix removed and Venus and knew that they wouldn't have done surgery without testing if I was pregnant first so it like she didn't she didn't buy it
1: um but yeah so for me I am like kind of nesting and planning and preparing looking forward to them arriving and that is really kind of um in the current like you know lockdown circumstances I've got a very bright light at the end of the tunnel so it's it's yeah. it's helping me kind of uh, look forward to being on the other side, basically. Oh. Lots of shopping. <laughs> oh, <babies. laughs> There's nothing like a delivery of baby clothes in the post to lift your mood. That's what <laughs> I'm saying.
0: <laughs> do you do the thing where you're like, oh, "It's such a small sock." <laughs> I see them in the shops And I'm always like It's so small
1: (laughs) (laughs) Today I got I got a package I've been buying loads of stuff Off Depop Um, So I got So it's all coming Like sporadically And random But um, I got a little parcel arrived and there was it was these tiny little baby grows and I was like holding it like I was holding the baby grow with like my hands under the armpits like it was a baby oh. <laughs> <laughs> and like rubbing its tummy and stuff <laughs> my husband's looking at me like put it down you're crazy <laughs> you've got to stuff
0: it and pretend I it's like, real I can't
1: wait to do this I putting, put a melon in it
0: yeah oh and you got two you're you were twins as well you said as well yeah
1: I'm excited I know
0: know, abundant I'm trying
1: I'm I'm telling myself (laughs) I'm having such an abundant blessing of a pregnancy (laughs) 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 trying not to think what the fuck how did that happen to me
0: (laughs) oh it's been wonderful like speaking to you it's so nice to to see your faces again and um yeah yeah it's been a great episode i think we we've covered a lot of a lot of stuff and um
2: yeah, guys it's been fun yeah
0: you are so welcome i hope it's been useful yeah, yeah thank definitely. you so much for
1: having us honestly like it's such an honor and a treat i think this is our first time guesting on someone else's podcast really? oh yeah. yeah it definitely is yeah yeah as like as not as not individuals as as the slice. It's a duo. Yeah, as yeah, a duo. Oh, amazing!
2: Well, thanks oh. for coming
0: on. Yeah. yeah, thank yeah, you cool. so much. We usually end on a segment called the te- Takeaways, where we each yeah. share a positive thing that helped us during a tough time. Um, da- who wants to go first? Shall I go first? Yeah, you go. First, you go man. first. Oh my god, I don't think I have prepared anything.
2: <laughs> 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 I'll be like, should I go first? <laughs> um. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, Um,
0: I have, I don't know if I've actually said this before, but I've really been enjoying watching um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, is that what it's called? The, it's on Netflix, it's like Brooklyn, a comedy, they're not, they're, yes.
2: You've not said it before. No, okay, great.
0: Oh, it's just so silly. It's just so is silly. It? It's really silly. It kind of reminds me of the silliness of like, um, oh, like, like how bizarre monty python was but without like the englishness yeah I know. okay just, i'm interested there's just it's just childish and silly and and i love it um and the characters are like developing and there's latina characters and i'm like here for it
1: okay. yay yeah
0: so yeah, that's been sometimes me you ask.
1: need things like that. I always say, like especially at the moment with the news and everything like that, I always say watch, watch something. And then I'm like, I need a palate cleanser before bed,
0: and you need something yeah. like
1: that that's not like killing you evil. Yeah, <laughs> you I've know? been switching up
0: all my TV options to comedy lately to just try and uh, lift my mood.
1: It's so important on like a sort of hormonal and like scientific biological level.
2: Yeah, Mm. um, Megan, what's been yours? Um,
3: so I put so basically, this that I'm doing at the moment, Tara's shared with me actually the 21 Days of Abundance. So that's a meditation practice for 21 days, as um, Tara has said, that's how long it takes to change habits. So I'm hoping that that will continue post 21 days. And I also wanted to suggest the book called The Source. By Dr. Tara Swart. Okay. It's an amazing book about um, basically resetting the routines and systems in your neuropathways mm. um, and enabling you to change negative habits for the better. But going into kind of the background of the neuroscience behind that, I am a big believer that what fires together, wires together. So the more that you... Work those neuro pathways, the more those positive routines will become habit and Mm. take over the negative routines. Um, And that is an amazing book to start with doing that because it's almost like a workbook. And she takes you through how to rework your neuro pathways, and you have to fill in different parts of the book. Um, And it's a really good grounding explainer for beginning to create new habits and new routines.
2: Oh, fantastic. We'll make sure we put that in our show notes so people can find where to get it and everything. That sounds... Yeah, of course.
1: Cool. Yeah, um, it's so good.
2: Tara, what about you?
1: What um, mine like? is uh Five Rhythms. Ooh, it's that? not everyone's cup of tea, <laughs> but um, it's basically like a, a kind of ecstatic dance, um, moving meditation, um cult
0: <laughs> Is it the thing that you'd spoken about before on your podcast and it was on Peep Show?
1: Yeah Yes, <laughs> I
0: remember that episode
1: they, Peep Show did like a kind of um, parody of it which they called Rainbow Rhythms um, and they made it look really weird but it's also terrifyingly <laughs> accurate so, <laughs> So anyone who's been will know that it's like obviously, you know, they've satirized it, but um but at the same time, as with all good comedy, like it's very, very close to what it's actually like. And yeah, the idea is that I mean it's like a two-long session, they have them all over the country, all over the world. There'll be one near you if you want to check it out. Um and that there there's like a kind of teacher slash guider slash DJ who will kind of like host the class. And they will talk you through, um, the, the f- there's five different rhythms. So I can't remember them off the top of my head now, but it's like um, lyrical and then, and then it moves and then you end up in chaotic. And so it's, it's, and the music will change along with it. And the idea is that you're just free and you're not dancing to try and look sexy or to, you're not on the pole, you're not um, following any choreography you're just like, it's a moving meditation. So you're just being in your body, out of your mind, and just working through whatever comes up. Yeah. And, um, and then, and I have found when I've been in like the pits of despair with anxiety or any kind of mental health thing, that I can go there and it's a real safe space where anything that comes up is welcome to be explored and expressed. And... And you just get it out of your brain and into your body and then dance it out. And then it's like you've just left it there. And um, especially there was there was one um, class that really uh, made a mark on me where the teacher asked us to go into pairs and, and take turns to watch each other. Because usually I'm like pretty much with my eyes closed. You're not really pay, paying attention to what other people are doing. You're barely paying attention to what you're doing because you're in such a kind of like meditative state. Um, but then to suddenly be very present and witness the other person and be witnessed um, and be seen uh, and express yourself, you know, and show up for yourself and, and overcome all of those social societal blockages that make you feel embarrassed or like it's weird or, or self-conscious, or whatever. You have to push through each of those walls and yeah. come out the other side just so free. And it's amazing. Wow, that
2: sounds incredible but
1: lots of it's not everyone's cup of tea like I said lots of people there'll be too many walls to smash down like (laughs) you have to start somewhere else first I did a lot (laughs) of work before I started going there and had a background in dance so didn't feel self-conscious about dancing
0: in front of people yeah that's a big thing isn't it especially lots of people
1: it's terrifying to to dance in front of other people
0: yeah definitely notice that with my Latina family like it's it's so funny to see my English friends say like, "Oh, I can only get up after I'm like really drunk, <laughs> like to the yeah. dance floor. I can only dance in front of people once I'm like hammered." It's, it's really funny. Um, well, um, I guess it's like a British culture thing, but yeah, um, yeah. I think that was really great episode. I really yeah. loved it. Uh, we didn't get Venus's takeaway. Oh yeah, oh, sorry. She's What's she's your takeaway, forward? babe?
2: Really listening in on what you guys are saying. Um, <laughs> mine is well. This this week I've been watching the TV ab- um, oh god I can't talk. TV adaptation of Sally Rooney's book Normal People. Oh my god! Oh Amazon. my god! So sad. I know. No spoilers. I'm just really <laughs> obsessed with um this new actor Paul Mescal, and I think he's incredible. Yeah. Isn't he? he's Incredible! And I'm just watching him on every single interview he's doing, on every single live he's in. Um, and I just think that, I haven't read the book, but I'm going to read it now after watching that, but I just think the acting it in is fucking amazing.
1: He's, he, know, like he came out really, of
2: nowhere yeah. and he's
1: just going to be a huge star and he he's fucking deserves huge. it. It's so refreshing to watch someone act so well.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. So beautifully directed and filmed and... I think the way that they portray these you know, these people who are confused about their sexuality and their identity and their, their mental health. And so health, complex
1: but, and flawed, yeah. but just you just adore yeah. them.
2: Oh, it's just fun. I just think it's fantastic. And yeah, mm. that's what I've been enjoying the last week. So. The, b-
3: the book is phenomenal, Venus. Is like,
2: they really
3: manage to capture, Sally Rooney really manages to capture that very um, fragile, Teenage state of yeah. e- exploration versus confusion and self uh, doubt. It's okay. like those three things all coming mm. together in this like confusing, like sexually obsessed, tense, passionate moment. It's oh, really amazing. I'm so excited to read it. You am gonna read out. it too. <laughs> Apparently,
0: the books are much steamier as well. Oh, yeah. It is. yeah. Wow. Okay, okay. I'm definitely going to why I. <laughs> I don't want to watch it until I've read the book, but I've been saying that for like since I heard it, it was coming out on the TV and now it's out like, here. I'm like, I'll still have read the book.
2: I, mean, I wouldn't say it's the best thing to watch if you're isolating alone and very horny, but it I
0: is. <laughs> yeah. I'm That's I, have, I'm, I'm, I've...
2: <laughs> I nearly broke the rules. <laughs> oh i
3: love that
2: i didn't i didn't guys i didn't (laughs) (laughs) yeah thanks guys for coming on it's been so nice chatting to you and um yeah yeah where where can people find you Yeah, where can people find? So you
1: can find the slice on all good podcast providers. (laughs) It's the Slice Podcast, and we're on Instagram at the Slice Podcast. And then you can follow me on at Tara Stala,
3: and you can follow me, Megan, (laughs) at Megan Morass, and it's M-O-R-A-S-S.
0: Great. Okay. Wonderful. Do you Did you like my minutes? little
2: hand over there, Meg? <laughs> I loved it. I
0: loved it. <laughs> thank you so much for being a wonderful, wonderful guests on our thank on our podcast. You. Oh, thank you guys for being gorgeous hosts.
3: <laughs> we'll see you soon like when cool. this is all over. See you soon. We will be looking. Take care. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: If you're worried about your mental health or worried for somebody else then please call the Samaritans number on 116 123 for free.
0: Thank you for listening to the TLC podcast. If you enjoyed it please share it with your friends, share it on the socials, tag us, write us a review, all that good stuff really helps us out so so much.
2: Do you want an intro this time because you did it, I did it last time. Okay great. Uh, uh, podcast
0: duet chat we know it well (laughs) so good (laughs) okay I can see this (laughs) okay
3: I got this I got this So, so so funny